Warning, great marriage advice ahead. Marriage on the Rocks is not a licensed marriage counseling service. Our opinions and methods work for us, so your results may vary. Hey everyone, welcome to our 16th episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion, and this week we are having gin and tonics. Uh, We decided to do um, Zevia, Zevia tonic water, because, well, this episode is about health and fitness, and we like to try to stay healthy, Mm -hmm. and Zevia is a no-calorie drink that has stevia leaf as the sweetener. Yeah, so there's no No artificial artificial sweetener, there's no aspartame or anything like that at all so it's it's actually the same brand that we drink in soda mm-hmm. is zevia um and we do the caffeine free cola yeah um zevia good. but it's i mean it's zero everything zero calories zero sodium zero everything um so mm-hmm. there's really no nutritional value at all but it's <laughs> no sugar and no artificial sweetener so when you're needing tonic water it's the best way to go. Yeah. Uh, most clear alcohols are healthy. Well, I don't want to say healthy, <laughs> but they are not. Um, there's not really sugary stuff in it, right. and they're very low in calories. Uh-huh. So your vodkas, your gins, mm-hmm. um, those things like that are are, are going to be your better options if you're going to drink, especially over something like beer or yeah. or super sugary sweet foo-foo drinks right um, yeah i know and we love beer <laughs> yeah we have, we do love beer but yeah unfortunately I mean, beer is awful for you uh-huh that's that's the sucky thing yeah but i mean yeah this is it's a good drink and mm-hmm. it's um better for you calorie wise and mm-hmm. and all that um so last week we talked about family ties um i thought it was a pretty end being pretty good uh episode and mm-hmm. um pretty good turnout as far as listeners and all that goes um this week we are going to be talking about health and fitness and so i guess to kind of start it off we feel that health and fitness is very important in our relationship yeah um i I think that of course if you don't feel that health and fitness is important to yours then chances are you're probably not in very great health and fitness form, Mm -hmm. um, which that's not a judgment statement. It's just a fact. And I think that once again, what I've said the last couple of weeks, especially is really trying to point out and tie in all the pieces that we, of the puzzle that is our relationship and saying, you know, well, you know, choosing your, your partner over your family is a piece of that puzzle Mm -hmm. and having a good financial head on your shoulders is a piece of that puzzle, but also taking care of yourself is a piece of that puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for us, because of the the massive journey that you went on and the journey, I guess, I went on, it's uh, something that we forged pretty early on in our relationship, yeah. and it, it's always just been a part of who we are. But I think that when you look at how all those other pieces of the puzzle fit together, that health and fitness also fit in there. I think that when you you show pride in taking care of yourself. You're showing your partner that you care enough about them that you're going to be there as long as, as long as you can for them mm-hmm. by physically taking care of yourself, yeah. by watching what you eat, by going and exercising, by making smart, health-conscious decisions. You're, you're showing not only your commitment to taking care of yourself, but 
that's a big piece of commitment to your partner that you're willing to put out there as well. Yeah. And and when you look and feel better, you're, it's going to have a better impact on your sex life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to, you know, you're going to find more reasons and more cause to engage intimately. And I think that, you know, having a, a nice body or having um, the confidence that comes along with that is another piece that fits into why we're happy the way that we are. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know. And right now with us, it is, it's just a no, a no brainer. Like mm-hmm. we go to the gym and he's my workout partner. Mm-hmm. You're my workout partner. I'm your workout partner. We spot each other. We help each other out. And we just, that's just what we do now. Mm-hmm. But when we first started dating, that's that's not how it was. Right. And uh, I I mean, I've said it before that I was in a 10-year a relationship where I was unhappy and, and my health um, definitely went down the drains when it, when it, when I was in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And, um, not only, I guess from, from drinking all the time. And then when I drink, <laughs> um, or especially then, I guess I would like to eat. Mm-hmm. I'd like to eat. Um, well, who doesn't after you drink for a while, you get hungry. Yeah. I mean, you, you get the munchies. When you go out to the club, you go out to the bars, you go out with friends. So you get home and you raid the fridge and the pantry or you stop at the gas station and fill up on something. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I did. We, me and my ex, we would, we would drink and party and do all these things. And then, you know, afterwards, yeah, we would, after the club, we would go and get some carne asada fries and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and just eat. I mean... And I love food. I love food as as much as the other another fat person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, I just had to realize that that's not how I should live my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we first got together, I was um, I was close to two hundred pounds. Right. And um, I, I think like during that first I don't know few months at least. Uh, just from being in a new relationship and having sex all the time, I definitely lost probably um, about 10 to 20 pounds just from that alone mm-hmm. with you and I. But um, but then I, I still just felt not good about myself. Right. And I remember like talking to you about it and... And saying, "Hey, I don't, I don't feel good about myself, and I really, I've let myself go. I used to be um, into sports when I was in high school, and I was always in shape mm-hmm. before my early or mid twenties, I guess. Right. And uh, and then I I just let myself go, and I remember telling you that, and you just saying, well." If you want me to help you, I will. I'll, uh, you know, I can go with you to the gym and I can show you some things and and all that. And I don't know how much longer after we had that discussion that you 
that we that I actually did do it. Yeah, because I don't. I remember, I, I remember us talking about it really early on. Yeah, because I think we were like we were, I was. I remember I was on the phone with you, and I was at my parents' house, and I was talking mm-hmm. to you about it. And that was really early on, but you didn't. You didn't take it real serious until the next year after we were living together, right? Yeah, because we were okay. So. Because, gosh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was I, early on that I told you. Yeah, that. I remember you telling me, and we talked. You, you talked about it, and, and once again, you brought it up. I no. never, no, I never said anything or gave any hint that you should go work out or do anything different. Uh-uh. Um, I was enjoying eating all of your cooking <laughs> and spending the time together that we were, so I didn't really care. Mm-hmm. But I think that after we moved in together, in that. That October time frame, because I think that was the first time you actually came back to Oklahoma, mm-hmm. was right when you were about to kind of get into it or starting into it a little bit. Um, well, because right? I came out to Oklahoma for Thanksgiving that year. The first year we dated? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, then the next year is mm-hmm. when I came out for, we came out for spring break. Okay. But, I don't know, I'm not sure, like, the the time frame for, like, from when I first told you to when I actually started doing it. Yeah. Anyway, with all of that, like, I think with everybody, everybody has a point where they finally have had enough. Yeah. Well, you assume. <laughs> yeah. You, you think, mo- yeah. most people that have a fitness story do. I mean, they, they hit their enough point. Uh-huh. But... You know, there's still a lot of people that I'm, you don't know where that enough point is. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know. And, and finally I did hit my enough point. And after that, I mean, my life just changed drastically. So I, yeah, again, I was close to 200 pounds mm-hmm. and then, uh. I had lost a little bit, like I said, in the beginning of our relationship. Yeah, but one of the things that baffled me was even even when we worked together and we weren't dating, you you were probably one of the most consistent, quote-unquote, healthy eaters. Mm-hmm. That for, was just at work. Yeah, and that was one of the things where once I've talked to other people and, and we've seen other people, whether it was people I worked with or, or friends of ours or whoever, you find out that... They really don't eat as healthy as they Yeah, do. they... Yeah. Uh-huh. The perception is, oh, well, and that's what they tell people. I don't understand why I'm not losing weight because I, you know, I had this for breakfast, this for lunch, and this for dinner. And because every time I saw you, it was, you know, a tuna salad, like not tuna salad with mayonnaise, but I'm talking like a salad and you had salmon on it or tuna on it. Uh-huh. And, you know, you would bring in stuff to share with other coworkers that was veggies, yeah, veggies and pretty healthy. And, uh-huh. and I didn't see you eating the crap that I was eating, I would, you know, they had all those donuts in the break room and I'd go in there and every time I had to take a lap, I'd go eat a donut. <laughs> um, and I never saw you doing that stuff. Yeah. I know. Well, and and, so it and was, that was the funny thing is that I was, um, I was pretty, I did eat healthy most of the time, <laughs> but I, again, when, once I went home, we drank. Well, and yeah, and most of your weight gain was... Oh, like ninety five percent due to just beer. Yes, beer yeah. alone. That's mm-hmm. that's the main thing. Well, I don't, I, th- I don't think pe- I think people underestimate. Yeah. Uh, completely underestimate 
how how fat you can get from just beer. Oh yeah. And 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 the people that actually just cut it out the how you don't have to change anything else in your diet, but if you're a heavy beer drinker, you just quit doing that. You see some pretty quick immediate results. Yeah. Uh-huh. Especially the bigger you are, the more you're going to lose. Yeah. Um, well, and even so, the um, November before you and I had gotten the um, the November yeah before we got together, um, my ex he he got a he went to the doctor and he had some pretty bad results for his liver. He's pickling himself. Yeah, not doing very good. Mm-hmm. And so I told him, I said, well, you know, let's stop drinking and we'll take it, you know, week by week or however you, how, how we should take it, you know, mm-hmm. like, and then, you know, once December hits, you know, see where we are, reevaluate things or whatever. And even from that, from not drinking for a month, mm-hmm. I lost a lot of weight just from just that alone. Right. Um, but then I, I gained it back too, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Because I, I mean, I didn't implement everything that I needed to. Right. And I didn't have a partner that he didn't want to, he didn't want to, he didn't last the whole month. Mm-hmm. He lasted maybe, maybe a, a couple week, of weeks. Oh, maybe? just a week. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe two weeks. Yeah. I can't remember exactly. But uh, he didn't want to do it. And mm-hmm. so you kind of, with that, you kind of get to a point where you're like, okay, well, if, if he doesn't care, then I don't care right. either. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm trying to, where was I going with all that? Um, but then after I, after I... Actually started well after because they had he had the medical issues. Uh-huh. You cracked down, but then you quit because he didn't stick with it. Uh-huh. But then once really your your biggest, Jonas, it's funny because we were just looking at pictures the other day. Once once we were together, you you really you really took it serious in January, mm-hmm. and by the end of April, uh-huh. yeah, by April, by the end of April, you had lost forty pounds. Uh-huh. And we were looking at pictures from March of that same year, and you were like, "Wow, I still had quite a ways to go." Yeah. And and you saw a huge jump in a month, and I, and I think that 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 was one of the the the, the funniest things of being with you because we were living together, and I wasn't traveling at the time. Uh-huh. Was you know we saw each other every day. We you know uh-huh. we touched each other every day, and I just remember one time I had my hands around your waist, and uh-huh. I was like, "And your waist is." <laughs> Like, way smaller than it was two days ago. Yeah. Um, and it's funny when we look at those pictures, because we saw that picture of spring break uh-huh. when we were at the Here. zoo, uh-huh. and your legs were still bigger, you still had some belly on you, uh-huh. and then, like, one of the next pictures was us together at, at a birthday party, yeah, birthday. towards uh-huh. the end of April, and you were tiny. Yeah. That's um, so crazy. Yeah. The drastic change. And <laughs> I remember, I remember when... Uh, when I was losing weight, my neck. So I never, I guess I didn't notice it when I was overweight, but mm-hmm. I had like a, a hump. Yeah. A hump on my neck. Well, so, some people, some people, as they get bigger, they get a fat pocket right at the base of their neck where it kind of is in between their shoulder blades. Yeah. And you had, and you had a tat, you have a tattoo on the back of your neck. So uh-huh. your, your butterfly was it right on that little, huh. that little fat hump. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> 
But yeah, so then the little fat hump went away. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I really cracked down. Mm-hmm. And one of my biggest things when, when I started to, to lose weight, a couple things really. So I, um, at the time I was working at this place where the building, I was on the fourth floor, I believe. Mm-hmm. And we had a, a garage in the basement that we can walk up the stairs. So I would walk up those stairs to my job and I would walk those every day. And then I would go downstairs to the first floor to get my water every two or three hours, something Mm -hmm. like that. And, um, and I would make sure that I drank that water. Like I can't remember how many ounces it was, maybe 20 ounces of water for every break or whatever i would go i would make sure i would drink it and then go back down and then i would use my fitness pal mm-hmm. and log all of my log all of my stuff right but you don't be misleading walking up and down stairs and drinking water won't no i know but that so that's won't when, get you to your that's goals that's when i like first i guess um kind of started uh, you know thinking more being more aware of yeah. what little things you can do. Being more health conscious yeah. and just thinking about those little things. And they do and they do add up, mm-hmm. but then it's, that's probably when it started. Like, I started doing that. Then I started um, actually going to the gym. Yeah. Because so, I, I, I had a membership at Bally's. Uh-huh. At the, it was Bally's then. Uh-huh. And so you just got the little local cheap membership uh-huh. and, and you, you wanted me to show me. you kind yeah. of what to do uh-huh. and and, I, and at this point in time I was by no means any level of fitness like I am today I wasn't into it I hadn't stuck with it but whenever we went that day to Bally's um, I asked you I said well look look around and what are all the fat people doing and there was you know some fat people kind of cruising on bikes or Mm-hmm. You know, barely moving on the elliptical uh-huh. and a couple on some, sitting on some cable machines, checking their phones or whatever, yeah. or in the class that they were doing down the hall. Uh-huh. And, you know, and I said, okay, well, what are all the skinny people doing? And I was like, they well, were, they're running. They're running. Uh-huh. I was like, yeah, there's, there's no secret. There's, you got to run. If you want to burn fat, you've got to run. And mm-hmm. so your first day, you could only run for like two minutes. Yeah, if that, probably. Yeah. It was bad. Mm-hmm. It was really, really bad. And it, just being in that, in that moment and you're like, well, especially coming from someone that was in shape forever yeah. and then let themselves go and then all of a sudden you get back into it and you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, what? I can't even run. Yeah, yeah. What did I do to myself? I'm mm-hmm. so out of shape. Yeah. That's where, and I think that that's a big discouraging point for some people where they're getting, they're getting the mirror and the scale Mm -hmm. telling them that they're out of shape and they finally hit the enough point and recognize where they're at. And they're like, okay, well, I've got a basic knowledge. I'm going to go to the gym. And then they go there and realize that walking on a stair climber for five minutes is impossible. Uh Running for 60 seconds is impossible. Uh That doing minimal things that you used to be able to do and take for granted is now virtually impossible for you. And you feel so defeated that a lot of people don't go back Mm -hmm. because they would rather just take their ball and go home. Yeah. 
And you have to push through that. You have to push through. And realize through. that this is the worst. This is the worst be. and the weakest that I'm ever going to be again. Uh-huh. And once you realize that, even if you run for 60 seconds, and the next day you run for 63 seconds, that's better than Progress. you did. Uh-huh. And, and you were running for 45 minutes straight uh-huh. within how long? For long distance. How long did it take? No, how long did it take you from oh. being able to run for two minutes to forty-five minutes? Oh, um, I mean, a couple months. Yeah, not long. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in you just would think a couple of months, you were you were trucking mm-hmm. on that thing, and you yeah. would you would run. But you, one of the things that you did that a lot of people don't do is you watched what you ate mm-hmm. seven days a week, mm-hmm. and you went to the gym seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, or close to at least yeah, close six to days. at least six uh-huh. days, yeah. and you would make it work. Whether you had to go in the morning or you had to mm-hmm. go in the evening or, you know, whatever it was on the weekend, you found the time to make it work around your job, around your personal life, and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's and that's what a lot of people just fail to do. Uh-huh. Is they'll go and they'll get sore, like oh. I got to take tomorrow off. Well, well no. Because I, I, re- I remember, too, when we when you were showing me that. So you showed me that first week mm-hmm. how to do everything. And then once I, once I, because um, you, you made a little plan. I think it was Jennifer Lopez's. Was it her first initial workout? Like that workout? Plan? I don't remember where I got that from. It was just a four day, yeah, three or four day little thing, though, uh-huh. where you did a little bit of cardio, then some weightlifting and a little bit of cardio. Yeah. So you did cardio in between Maybe every the, exercise. Maybe Jennifer Lopez was the next one that Maybe. I Maybe. Yeah, I can't that. remember. But um, but I remember when you first took me that first day and then the next day, uh, I was sore and I was thinking, oh, well, we can just take today off. I got to recover. Yeah, yeah, and I really, truly was thinking that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what most people do think. Well, yeah. I, I need to recover and, you know... I'll, I'll just come back in on Wednesday or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you should actually yeah, go back. push Work, through yeah. and and get get those first few days done mm-hmm. <laughs> and over. And one of the one of the things that we tell people even now is to um, never go more than two days without going to the mm-hmm. gym and go always go on Monday. Yeah, I'll never, skip Go every, never skip a Monday and never skip more than two days in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, that, that tremendously yeah. helps. And, that, and that, that's one of those things where, you know, for us with the schedule now, with traveling all over the place, I mean, we, we'll go somewhere with time change and everything, and as soon as we land and take an Uber to the hotel, we throw our bags down, put our workout clothes on, and we either go work out in the hotel or go to a local gym nearby or something. Yeah. It has to be a part of your routine. Yeah. I mean, it, once once you realize it's as necess it's it's as big as a necessity as eating, <laughs> right? You you it it it's easy to work in, and it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like oh man, yeah. I would love to go do that, but I've got to go to the gym. It's mm-hmm. well, this is just it's part of what we do. It's how we have to take care of ourselves, mm-hmm. and so it's just part of our routine. Yeah, I know. And every well, and you'll see those uh, those things where it says. Uh, you know, you never um, missed a or a workout. I'm trying to think how they word it. it, but it's always a good thing whenever you go to the gym because you always feel better. Yeah, you never like, oh, I regret working out. Yeah, today. you yeah. always feel better once you do get your workout in. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But, so, I guess going back to, to my, to my journey and everything, it really, it really was, <laughs> it seemed, <laughs> looking back now, it seems so simple. Yeah. Well, and, and, and the formula is simple. I, people overthink it. People complicate it. And, and people put this impossibility thing on it due to willpower or whatever excuse they want to make on it and, and make it into something that, that it's not. I think my, my biggest regret of all of it is why I waited so late in life to start doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's really it. You know, and I, I remember going through, I remember watching you. Because when I when I took you to the gym and you asked me to show you some stuff, I got you started and then I went very sporadically. Mm-hmm. I didn't commit. I didn't. You you were going. Uh, you got off before me, mm-hmm. and so you, by the time I got off work, you were home, and I didn't want to go because you were home, and so I would sometimes go on the weekend with you, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't commit. I wasn't changing my diet that much. I wasn't really taking it very seriously and I think that over the the course of my adult life I had I would hit points especially in the military where I was like oh I'm, I'm gonna start taking this seriously because I had you know I had to do you know my my joke of a physical fitness test every six months um and always passed it with no problems and mm-hmm. would be like oh I'm okay even being a smoker yeah even, yeah even being a smoker during that time and be like oh I'm fine I, I still passed it and but it's if you look at the military standards for a lot of that stuff, it's you could walk the run. You, I mean, it's it's a joke. There's really nothing too strenuous about it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that I, I use that as as kind of the excuse as to well, I'm I'm in good enough shape to where I don't have to be worried. Yeah. Um, and but I would hit points. Where I'm like, you know, I'm going to take this seriously. I'm going to start working out now. I'm going to I'm going to go to the gym and 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 I would go for a week or two. And then something would happen, and I wouldn't go, and then I wouldn't go again, and then I wouldn't go again, and then it was done with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and I did that multiple times. And I think that once, and I don't know why it was so different with when you started doing it, but you know, after months, I mean, after months and months of you going, I, you know, my my and, and people may laugh about it. My my enough point was when I realized that I had these skinny tiny little arms and my belly was sticking out and I was skinny fat mm-hmm. and I could see it in my face and I could see it in my stomach and my shirts would be tight across the waist and loose on my arms and just didn't really feel too good about how I was looking mm-hmm. and so the next day I decided to I was gonna run for three miles and did not account that I ran three miles in one direction and still had three miles back. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And so I was going to—I was about dying. Um, and that was a big mistake to just jump in like that. But then I, I started looking at routines. I started going. And then right shortly after that was when I finished the sleeve of my right arm for my tattoo. Mm-hmm. And was like, man, I don't want to be one of those weird little scrawny guys with a, a sleeve tattoo. They look... It looks better on some guy with big arms. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to see. I'd never push myself to the point to see you know, how big I could get or how strong I could get or anything like that. And uh, so then I, I hopped in and did a little bit of research and, 
I think for me, I didn't really watch the diet too much because I was wanting to get bigger because I think that, you know, at the, at the point in time when you were close to 200, I was hovering usually right around 170. Yeah, I weighed more than he yeah, did. Yeah, you weighed more than I did. Uh-huh. And uh, <clears throat> we we passed each other. Mm-hmm. And then I, I started, and I didn't really have a goal weight. I always thought it would be, I wondered what I would look like at 200 pounds because um, the biggest I'd ever gotten before that was about... 185 over a week that I spent at a conference where every night we would go out for dinner and then we would drink tons of beer and I would they had 24-hour room service and I would go back to my hotel room no matter what time I got back and ordered a large pizza and would eat the entire large pizza by myself so I did this for like four or five straight nights and then I didn't realize how big I had gotten Mm -hmm. and I came back from the trip and some, it was, you know, this is before smartphones and instant cameras and all that stuff. And somebody got pictures developed and they were hanging around looking, oh, here's the conference. And, and I remember seeing and I was, I remember thinking, who's that, who's that fat guy in, at the table? And it was me. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh man, I didn't realize how big I had gotten from that. I think that pictures are a big thing like mm-hmm. when it comes to realizing that you've gained the weight that you have. Yeah. And because I remember looking at pictures of myself and being like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, right. Ugh! Don't don't post that picture or yeah. you know wanting to make sure you untag yourself or yeah. something. Yeah, and trying <laughs> and you know trying to get the good picture. And right. Putting your your uh, neck a certain way or you know right don't, yeah don't everything you had that. to do to to try to give the impression that you weren't as big as you were. Yeah. Which a lot of people do that. Well, and I wonder, like, what people thought that knew me when I was thinner mm-hmm. and then saw me when I was bigger. Mm-hmm. What they, they were, like, people I went to high school with and stuff, they were like, geez, have you seen Crystal? She's... She really let herself go. go. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, that's, so that's what people typically say. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, you know, and they may not say it to you. I think yeah. that, that that's one of the things that that either people don't want to admit or they don't want to think that people would say that, but that's exactly what they say. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, did you see them? Did you see how big they got? Yeah. Um, well, what you know, well, the, you had I, a couple of embarrassing things yeah, happen. A couple of people asked me if I was pregnant. Yeah. And that was just mortifying. Mm-hmm. Just not being pregnant, obviously, and then having someone tell you or ask you that you do it's so embarrassing it's really embarrassing and Mm -hmm. it makes you sad yeah but then and then you you get to a point where even sometimes or at least maybe i did where you make fun of yourself you did that a lot Uh because you were the one that told me about the girl at work asking you if you were pregnant Uh and you you kind of just laughed it off and and joked about it Uh um like it wasn't that big of a deal and i think that that's that's a lot of people's defense to it uh-huh. is, well, if I make fun of myself, nobody else can make fun of me. But what happens when they do that and what they try to hide is how they really, truly feel about themselves. Mm-hmm. And it bothers them and it bugs them and it's depressing and it's upsetting. But obviously not enough to do something about it, though. Yeah. I mean, the- that wasn't my... That still wasn't your That wasn't point. my breaking point. Yeah, two people telling you, oh, when do you do? You look pregnant. Yeah. Was still not enough. Uh-uh. Yeah. yeah, that, I know. That's mm-hmm. so, 
That's so weird. And everybody's point is different right. than the others. And it's so... Uh, we were talking about it, too, where it really is like a, a switch flip. Yeah. You just flip the switch and... You're ready. Mm-hmm. You you just don't want to live that life anymore, and that's yeah. just that's how it was for me. And and you know that you're never going back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's unfortunately something that we see a lot of people do all the time. Mm-hmm. Is they'll start to make these. Some of them are great strides, I and mean, I'm talking hundred pound losses and things like that of great strides of life changing weight loss, mm-hmm. and then they fall off the wagon Mm -hmm. and then there's others that stick with it for a month or two and then they fall off the wagon yeah and it takes them they go through that cycle and every time you go back i don't know if it's harder or easier i know but your your success rate's not going to go up Uh -uh. just because you know i imagine it would be harder every time yeah i don't know i'm not sure i I mean i i I tried to get into it every time and every time i went to get back into it it wasn't harder Mm -hmm. it was just I didn't see the. Well, I think I the older the that you get, you know, the older that you get, it can have a mm-hmm. a, di- a little bit different of an impact on how your body. I don't know. You're getting older. Well, and guys and girls too. Guys see yeah, results much quicker uh-huh. than women uh-huh. do. Mm-hmm. Women, it takes a little longer to see the results. Yeah. Um, than uh, than in guys. I mean, guys guys can buckle down and crack down and don't have to be so super strict on the diet and the physical activity will start showing benefits mm-hmm. but you're still going to plateau and you're still not going to look good look good or hit your goal weight and i think that that's one of those you, you watch those those that fit to fat to fit mm-hmm. thing where you had these guys that were very fit or girls or whoever they are and they gain all this weight to work with somebody so they can lose weight together and then the instructor ends up getting shredded and looking good and the other person is like well you know, I still have this dad bod. I, yeah, I'm not 400 pounds, but I'm still 220, and I don't look like I've ever stepped foot in a gym. And mm-hmm. and I, I really don't think that pe- I think people completely underestimate what it really takes. I mean, all of these before and after photos that you see on for whatever product people are selling, most of that's complete bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know the person and you didn't see the transformation. Don't believe the picture or the testimony or the article or the Instagram photo or the Facebook ad or whatever it is that you're seeing that you're buying into this. Yeah. Here's my picture at one week and here's my picture at 12 week and I went from dad bod to ripped and shredded. Yeah. Um, that's not how it works. Uh-huh. And I think that, you know, we've talked about living in instant gratification society, but it's the same thing with, with going to the gym. You have to be consistent. And you have to be honest with yourself and you have to work mm-hmm. and the results will be there. But they're oh, not going to sure. be there overnight and they're not going to be there in a week and they're not going to be there in a month. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, depending on how large you are, they won't be there in a year. Mm-hmm. You're going to see progress. Yeah. But I don't think people really, I think people really underestimate the level of commitment dedication that that it really takes mm-hmm. to look the, the best that you actually can. Mm-hmm. And so whenever we realize, oh my gosh, this is going to just take forever, then those defense mechanisms kick on. Then we start joking about it. Then we start, you know, blogging about acceptance and, and talking about how perfect we are the way we are and, and accepting everybody. And I'm not saying you need to make fun and shame people by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know, you're, how, how many fat people do you see in a nursing home mm-hmm. that are old? You know, you go to a, 
a skilled nursing facility or a long-term care facility, the people that are overweight are 20 to 25, 30 years younger than the 85 to 95 people or 95-year-olds at that place. Yeah. You, you're, you're longevity. And, and people can sit there and say, well, you know, uh, skinny doesn't equal healthy. And no, it doesn't. No. But, and people can sit there and say, well, you can still be healthy, healthy at any size. Well, that's, you're fooling yourself. That's uh-huh. not true. Um, and you, unfortunately, you won't know you're wrong until you don't live a long life. And everybody else outlives you by 20 to 30 years because you're overweight. I know. And, and the risks that we continue to see are associated. And that's one of the things from a couple's perspective, I guess, if you want to say, well, we're both, you know, we're both overweight and obese, and at least we'll live short lives together. Yeah. I don't know if that's romantic or not. <laughs> I don't know, but... It, but it's, but you I know, I, I want to have the longest life together yeah. that we can, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. I'll, I'll take the foot off the gas when I'm old and wrinkly. <laughs> I want to be with you for a long time. Yeah. I don't want us to. I think that it. I think that it could be a very selfish decision to to not take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And and it's the easy decision. It it's is. very easy to say I'm not going to care what I eat or what I look like. Uh-huh. I I wish I could do that <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> you know. I know. And that that's a very. There's nothing rewarding or encouraging or courageous about that at all I don't don't care Mm -hmm. you know I know yeah we uh, I guess like after we after I lost all of my weight I definitely noticed a lot of big changes Mm -hmm. in my life Um, I mean I, I had a ton more confidence yeah and because of that confidence I landed better jobs yeah. and I got promotion. You landed better jobs in different career fields. Uh-huh. That was that was the unique thing. It wasn't that you know, you lost all this weight and got healthy and went to your current boss and said move me up. Mm-hmm. You, you it gave you the courage to step away from bad situations mm-hmm. and look at more opportunities and you saw you saw more self-worth in yourself. I don't know if that sounds like Austin Powers said that, but you, you saw, you, you, you had a higher self-worth mm-hmm. and, and a self-opinion about yourself. And that was something that was very, you know, and all that's, you know, bundled up in confidence. But, I mean, you even went through the point where you looked at a promotion and they offered it to you, but it wasn't enough money. Mm-hmm. And you said, nope, yeah. I'm not taking that. Uh-huh. And you got exactly what you wanted out of it. And some people don't have the confidence to do that. And I think that what the, the, effects of taking care of yourself you become mentally strong Mm -hmm. Um, you know what it's like to have patience you know what it's like to have to really work for something and and be proud of the work you've done that is on display for anybody and everybody to see it yeah and you carry yourself differently you you walk with your shoulders back more you have your head up high you don't try to blend in anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you get a much higher level of confidence, which isn't arrogance. And some people can think it's arrogant. A lot of weak people tend to attach well, that to I it. And I think that along with that, along with your confidence and everything, is the people that think that you changed, too. Right. You know, the, the naysayers mm-hmm. that will try to bring you down, back right. down. You know. Yeah, you're a different person now. You're not. You think you're better than everybody, mm-hmm. and 
mm-hmm. and, and and you deal with that and and what you what you finally realize when people make those claims is it's not that and you weren't you weren't you didn't ever share one progress picture mm-hmm. on social media i was the first one to share one and it was 2 years, years after you'd already done it yeah and I thought it needed to be shared because pe- we were meeting new people that had no idea. My journey. Your journey or what you used to look like. And, and I think people were, were, were putting this little label on you and they didn't know where you came from. Uh-huh. And I thought that was very important to bring that up or remind people mm-hmm. or, or you know, let people in on what had happened. But, you know, you, you find out when... Because you, you weren't like, look at me, look how... Oh, look what size I am now. Oh, here's here I am with all my big pants that I can't wear anymore. And, mm-hmm. and oh, here's my throwback Thursday pick. Ooh, look how fat I was. I'm glad I, you didn't do anything no. like that. Uh-uh. You didn't take these attention-hungry, thirsty-ass selfies and post them all over Instagram. And there's, you know, there's girls awesome. that are very thirsty that have a lot more confidence than that are bigger than you were at your biggest and have more confidence than you do now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That, you know, think they're all that and, and share those pictures. But you you didn't do that. You didn't shove your weight loss in anybody's face. But the backlash that you got just from your physical change was this, oh, she thinks she's better than everybody else mm-hmm. now. And you, you did nothing or said anything or, or carried yourself in any way, shape, or form that said that. Mm-hmm. And what you realize is when people start doing that, it's, it's not that the person that now looks different has said, oh, I'm better than you. It's, it's somebody feeling guilty and bad about themselves. themselves. Uh-huh. And then instead of taking responsibility or accountability for it and fixing their own situation, they just blame you for how shitty they feel about themselves. I know. Yeah. Well, and I wish that, I've, I wish that some of those people would like do it for themselves. Do it for themselves mm-hmm. and see how good you feel. And I'll be, I'll be there cheering you on. Yeah. You know, I'm not a mean, witchy girl. But... Right, yeah. When I would tell people, shove it in my face. Yeah. Tell me. Yeah. Come back. Be like, well, here's, here's my throwback. There's a look how good I look now. And I'd be like, good job. I'm so proud that you did that. Yeah. There wouldn't be any negative thought behind it at all. But mm-hmm. I, I have very little faith in people to commit and do stuff with that. And I mm-hmm. think a lot of that is because of of either the people that have come to us ask for help or assistance or guidance and then blow it off or don't stick with it or or, yeah or haven't done anything with it at all Mm -hmm. um and i think that realistically the percentage of people that actually recognize the issues and do what they have to and then sustain that is very very low um and i think that makes it almost an unrelatable thing for some people Mm -hmm. and i think sustaining it is another one i mean people People don't people don't realize what it's like to have to or what you have to do to sustain that level and maybe not even sustain but still continue to improve whether it's strength wise or or whatever your new little goals may be because yeah. when you when you first started doing it you just wanted to lose weight yeah you, you didn't really have a vision of you know how tone this or is strong the or I want to look like yeah or, yeah I didn't really have it right didn't have a vision like that. And I think that after you lost all the fat, you were like... I want to tone up. You're like, I want to tone up, but I want to get strong. I yeah. want to be able to do pull-ups, and I want to... Pull-ups was yeah. like one of my biggest right. things. And so your, your goals, as you, as you get into fitness, your goals continually shift yeah. and move and change, change for what you want to try to do next. Uh-huh. Um, and sometimes it's about strength, and sometimes it's about how you want to look, and, and sometimes it's about 
you know, uh, stamina in the gym or whatever it may be. Uh-huh. Um, but those tend to kind of shift and change as, as you continue to pass those little uh, markers uh-huh. on your journey. And, and I don't think it really ends. I don't think there's an end, uh-uh. an end journey. No. And I think that there's, it's something that's always a work in progress. Well, I wonder if that's like, if, um, because once you, once you actually change your lifestyle and go to the gym all the time, it's, you know, a natural thing or whatever, I guess, an addiction. <laughs> right. Well, it's a habit. It becomes a habit. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess that's a better word than addiction. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you, it is a habit and, um, but you, you want, you want more though. Right. You want to, mm-hmm. to do better. You want to go up five more pounds in weight or whatever. Mm-hmm. You mean lifting wise, not body wise. Oh yeah. Right? Sorry. <laughs> lifting five more pounds right (laughs) but i think one of the funny one of the funny things about us is that we we didn't get together and then let ourselves go and then decide to turn it around yeah yeah we i was already a freaking hot mess when we first got together And then it was like the opposite of what yeah and i I think that that that's another one that may seem unrelatable Mm -hmm. to people is well you guys didn't see each other progress to this and i I don't know what's better and and what's worse to where where we got where we got together physically at our lowest uh i think that says more about who we are character wise because i think i think people that would meet us now if they don't know that you know i was this little twig of a guy and you were obese Uh when we got together that I think if they meet us now, just assume this is how we've always been. Oh, he's just a meathead. And yeah, just... the, the, there would be. There's definitely definitely different labels uh-huh. that that we get we get slapped with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny with you because we see it in girls a lot mm-hmm. that are like, "Well, she doesn't know what mm-hmm. it's like." Because you you get the eye rolls at the gym from the people just starting their journey. Yeah, and you almost kind of want to be like, "Hey, hey, hold on, I, I was exactly where you were at." Yeah. I know. At one point in time. Don't look oh. at me like I'm the bitch because I didn't do anything to you. I was in your shoes. And that's why I'm nice. Right. To everybody. I'm nice to to everybody. And I and I know that everybody has um, their own starting point, mm-hmm. you know, their own beginning and, right. and all that. And I like to encourage people and, and help them out. But one thing that I noticed one time, I did the exact opposite of that and... I you did what I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I gave this girl, I didn't give her a dirty look, but well, I Well, she kept giving you dirty looks. Yeah, so finally I was just like, "Fine, I'm not going to smile back. Or I'm not going to smile at her." Mm-hmm. And I did that, and she came up to me and approached me. And yeah, was, wanted to talk. And, yeah, I'm like, "Oh." And she thought we were gym buddies. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, backfires on you. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's that's one of the things that when people find out that I was in the military, they think I'm big because of what I did in the military. And there's there's this general perception out there that, you know, just because you're in the military, you're in shape. And mm-hmm. the military's kicking people out every day for not being in shape. So I don't know where they got this. I don't know if it's what they see in the news or, or the media or whatever. But it doesn't necessarily mean you're in shape. Mm-hmm. And I was in worse shape when I was in the military than I was when I wasn't. In the military, I smoked, I drank, I, you know, I didn't take care of myself in any way, shape, or form. Um, 
and abused my body and uh, and didn't really you know d- didn't really take care of it the way that it deserved to be taken care of. And so I think that that's another one where it's like, no, I haven't. I didn't. I didn't start lifting weights till I was in my mid thirties. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's not. I wasn't. This isn't something I. I wasn't a football player in high school. Uh-huh. I wasn't. You know, this this big jock of a guy, mm-hmm. growing up or or anything like that. I was the exact opposite. I was always usually one of the smallest people in in everything. Even even as an adult, I was usually one of the smaller guys in in our groups of of who we worked with in the military and things like that. And um. So I I see it from a different perspective. I was never, you know, morbidly obese and and got down, but I was this unhealthy, skinny Mm -hmm. individual. Yeah. You know, living on coffee and cigarettes. Yeah. You know? Uh Uh-huh. I know. I know. I'm really, I'm really proud of just where we have, where we have become, where we have what we have become, I guess. Yeah. Well, I th- I think that that people and and once again, I think that the the life changing measures we took is is another testament to what strong, compatible partners can do for one another, mm-hmm. um, and and how much you can accomplish together, even if it looks individually. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we saw tremendous growth in. You know, I remember when you had to get your physical stuff, and you scored so high on your your blood work and everything yeah. else that you got whatever maxed out, you know, savings fund you could do for yeah. your health care and uh-huh. and all that and low BMI, yeah, and, and all that. And and I think that oh man, I know I was so happy and so proud of myself that I was in a regular BMI. Mm-hmm. That you know, because I was obese. It on the according to the BMI, I was. Obese, right. which I mean, I guess you can, people can say that BMI isn't because well, I'm I'm obese you're on obese the BMI on too. Yeah, but currently, yeah. For for me, it was it was a big mm-hmm. a, a big progress. Right, but I, I think that you know we we saw we saw so much improvements in our life from that point mm-hmm. of of everything we talked about with the promotions, with our perception of of ourselves and and. You know, it it was something that really brought us closer together um, that we did, for the most part, together. Especially once I got on board and started taking it seriously, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we turned it into, you know, something that we use to spend time together. Yeah. That it's gym time is quality time. It's not time away from one another. It's not time dedicated to just me or time dedicated to just you. It's it's our time together. We We yeah. talk about stuff when we work out. We... You know, we have discussions on on whatever we want to talk about, uh-huh. and so it's a good quality way to spend a couple hours with each other. Yeah. You know, throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know it's nice to to be at the gym with you and to and like I said in the beginning, to that we we help each other out through our workouts. We encourage each other. We you spot me, you know, and mm-hmm. and you're like you can oh you could do five more pounds yeah. or whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> Put it well, on. And, and I, I try to think of other situations in, in other people's marriages of asking that question to other couples. When was the last time you you pushed your partner? When was the last time 
you not will, push your partner's buttons. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Not push their buttons, but mm-hmm. you know, push them to do something they haven't done before. When was the last time you encouraged them to do something you knew they were capable of? And I I never did that in my previous relationship. And I, I think people would probably say, Oh, I do that all the time. Well, when and mm-hmm. what? Yeah. You know, complimenting one another and you know, giving each other a pat on the backs for daily things is great and you should do that. But I, I, I try to think of other situations aside from the the typical professional conversation. Oh, there's a job opening at work. Should I go for it? Yeah, honey, you'd be great. And that's not what I mean. That's not mm-hmm. that's not really pushing somebody. That's is it believing in them? Yeah. But I, I mean really encouraging someone and, and I can't think of others another situation and, and I, I, there may be, I just mm-hmm. can't think of what that is, but it, it gives you the opportunity as, as a partner to really get your partner to put forth their best effort in something. Yeah. Um, and if they don't get there, if they don't crank out that rep or that set the way that, you know, you were trying to get them to keep pushing them. And at one point they will. Yeah. Um, and I think that it gives you, the working out with your partner and and going to the gym and lifting weights with your with your partner you don't really have an option but to be positive to them you don't want to tell your partner oh you're never going to be able to do that yeah that's so oh, what what are you doing put that down you you can't do that you know or, or well, don't don't I try mean, that I'll I'll tell you sometimes like are, <laughs> that's a lot of freaking weight <laughs> I'm sure you sure you <laughs> don't tell me what I can't do <laughs> But I say it because I don't want you to hurt yourself. Right. It's not a, I don't believe in you. Yeah. It's not a, you know, it's not that you don't want to see me succeed. Mm -hmm. And so I think that 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 atmosphere, it's, it it, it can be very team building for your relationship. Um, You know, and, and, and it can, it can, it's a, just a really good overall experience for, you you and your partner to go through together mm-hmm. um and then to be able to see your transformation and and see and appreciate the appreciate the work that they're putting into it a lot of us don't get to see what our partners do day in day out mm-hmm. work wise yeah whether you have professional careers or one of you is a stay at home parent whatever that is the other partner doesn't really get to see you in your element mm-hmm. and and going to the gym and going working out and going to you know take care of yourselves in fitness you actually get to see what your partner's value and version is of giving 110 percent. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's a it's an intimate process of seeing being exposed to something your partner can do that you really wouldn't see on any other level. Mm-hmm. And and I think once again you really don't have anything else but to bring you closer to one another. Yeah. Going you're, through that, you, you're encouraging each other. Mm-hmm. You're lifting each other up and. Maybe you'll be get strong enough to actually lift <laughs> your partner up, <laughs> you know. But um, I, yeah, I don't know. I think that working out together is again very important to us. Mm-hmm. Well, and and one of the reasons I did decide to work out with you was because once you started losing weight, then all the douchebag personal trainers were like, "Hey, hey. if you ever if you ever want to." trainer give me a call yeah I'm like, you know no, thank you and i'm like what all right <laughs> enough's enough i gotta be bigger than all the personal trainers at the gym <laughs> yeah they were coming up to me yeah and i didn't want to talk to them um well i was gonna say something else too uh 
About working out together? Yeah, or, I'm trying to think what that's <clears throat> also I was going to say. That's a turn on? <laughs> no. I don't know. Well, yeah, it is. When you're in some new leggings and you're doing squats, it's a turn on. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, so, and I, so I shared an article this week, too. And I know that it can be a, a really difficult conversation to have with your partner. Mm-hmm. On how to how you shouldn't how should you should approach even that to yeah that that that's a very very tough one to even talk about uh-huh. because I think that a, a lot of times even even going back to when people get married um, a lot of people will put gaining weight as part of your vows uh-huh. like well it said for better or worse well, it didn't say for bigger or worse so I don't know if that I don't know where that comes from but that's not nice. but it, it's almost like you know, they're going to love me no matter what. And I don't say that to say that, no, they don't love you mm-hmm. um, or anything like that at all. But there is this level of acceptance of, well, we're just going to not take care of ourselves anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that there, I think there's, there's a fine balance between completely letting yourself go to in a healthy way and just being overwhelmed by the day-to-day lifestyle or busy schedule that you may have um, that prevents you from dedicating as much time as you can. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things, I wasn't doing this when Seth was four or five or I was teaching or coaching baseball with him. I wasn't going to the gym then. He was a little older and Mm -hmm. a little more independent. So, but for every one of those, I mean, we know how many people that have small, small children or babies Mm -hmm. or young kids that are very active and they still find a way to go to the gym. If you ever think that you're too busy to dedicate any time to go to the gym, look up what Hunter and Stephanie McMahon. Oh my do. gosh. Yeah. They three kids, full time jobs, running a company, and they go to the gym at midnight every night. Seven days a week. Mm-hmm. So I mean if you, there is no excuse out there. No. And and I think that we, we come up with excuses, and we tend to surround ourselves with other people that use the same excuse uh-huh. and people that feed into that. Um, one of the things that if, if you look at the studies and things like that, you do realize that uh, obesity and, and health and fitness and all that, it's a social thing. So if your inner circle is overweight and out of shape, chances are you're going to be as well. Um, and it's not that that's a direct reflection of the people you hang out with or they're a direct reflection of you. Mm-hmm. It's just... That's just how it is. That's who you socially hang out with. Now, we don't, not all of our friends are who we go to the gym with. We've definitely made a lot of friends because of yeah. going to the gym. I know. And people that understand and appreciate that. So it's it's kind of a, a, a you know, we have similar experiences. So it, you just kind of naturally are drawn to one another. Yeah. Uh, because you have at least some similar value that has nothing to do with anything else but that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think that... You know, we we tend to feed into those things like that. But um, you know, when we when we look at at partners that that I, I try to think of even people we've known who one of them was a fitness nut and the other one just was not at all well, that know. are still together today. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm not saying that was the reason that they split up. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I'm, I think sure. I'm sure there was more things they didn't right. have in common than that. Yeah. Uh huh. I know. But I know, I know we, we've talked to people that decide, they hit their enough point, mm-hmm. 
and decided they wanted to do something about it, but they went through what you did with your ex, where the partner didn't care yeah. enough. And when you're trying to eat healthy and you're trying to do good and your partner's always bringing in oh, that's so beer hard. and chips and, and bad food and trying to twist your arm and talk you into going and eating somewhere you shouldn't go to, that you can't do that. I mean, that that's going to wear you down. It, it has to be something that you and your partner support each other in and do together for it to be the most successful it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And you have to be, and, and we even struggle with this, you have to be the person's support even when they're weak to keep them from making bad decisions yeah i know we you know <laughs> yeah if i'm like oh man let's just go let's go it's, it's friday let's just go get some pizza and beer you can't be like okay that sounds good mm, okay <laughs> but unfortunately you do I, know. <laughs> I do. and so everybody you know that's one of those things where you you have to understand you know no you let, let's not strong. do that you have to do what you did today you know, I know. No, let's not let's not do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna make something here, uh-huh. and I'm gonna make it yummy, and it's gonna be good, and yeah. we're gonna do that, and, and that's yummy. how it works out. Very good. Uh-huh. Um, but I think that e- even the the conversation, how to approach it and bring it up, if you know, if you look at how do how do I tell my partner that they're gaining too much weight and they need to lose weight? That's, I don't think you tell them. I think that you start doing stuff though. Yeah, and then your partner will hopefully replicate your. Yeah behaviors and what you're doing and hopefully they'll want to go on walks or you Mm -hmm. know start going to yeah the gym or whatever Mm -hmm. even if it is like even if maybe it would start as like a jealousy thing like yeah you know right why why is she spending so much time at the gym Mm -hmm. right and and for some people what sometimes you see people like i forbid you to go to the gym anymore Mm mm-hmm um, but you know, in most situations you would hope that they, they see the positive changes that you're getting from doing that mm-hmm. and they want to replicate that and go through that same process as well. Uh, it's not going to be like that a hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the other things that, that you tend to see that, that people can do is ask those loaded questions. Oh my God. That are lose lose answers for the person. Yeah. Um, you know, I used to go through that with with my ex, and and she had hit a point where we we had moved, and and she was she wasn't physically active like she was, and she started to gain weight, and and you know, I wasn't saying hey you're putting on the pounds or anything like that at all, mm-hmm. but she kept bringing it up, and she was doing the typical. You know, do, do, am I looking too big to wear this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and any guy with any half a brain is not going to say, <laughs> yeah, you are. You yeah. know, I've been meaning to bring that up. We we need to have a talk. Uh-huh. Um, so I did the same thing every other guy on the planet does and says, no, no, you look fine. And and then I'm like, geez, that button's going to fly off and put an eye out if you're not careful. Really? Is that really how you felt? Then? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and that that's the thing is. Is cup you play this game where it's like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything bad, uh-huh. but you're just kind of like, you know that it is, and that that's one of those things where even in my mind I'm like, well, what what game are we playing here? Because you step on that scale every morning, you <laughs> look in the mirror every day, and yet your eyes are deceiving you to where you don't think you are. And I just, so I don't know well, if the question is. Well, I don't is, think that their eyes are deceiving them. I think that because I knew that I was getting fat, I knew every time that I did get on 
Mm-hmm. Well, I guess, yeah, the scale tells you or whatever. Right. But I, my eyes didn't deceive me when I was fat. But did you do, did you do that stuff? Were you like, oh, am I am I gaining weight? Did you ask him that? No, I don't think I did. Yeah. I don't think I asked him that. Well, and she she would, well, we need to get a new dryer. This is shrinking all of my clothes. And I don't know if, did you buy some new different laundry detergent or something? Because all my clothes are shrinking. And, you know, and it's like, well, what what do you say to that? Yeah, I bought new laundry detergent. Yeah, it's this new crazy laundry detergent that makes all your clothes shrink two sizes. (laughs) Sorry. I know. I I don't know. It sucks. It's a sucky... Just don't... Don't ask those questions. We, I know, well, and, and yeah, I mean, yeah. If, if you're the one that knows you're gaining weight, yeah, definitely don't put your party through that yeah. because it's it's a load. I, I don't know what what do you want the answer to be. Uh-huh. You're wanting the answer to be no. You look great. Uh-huh. But do you believe it when they say it? No, you don't. So then, why the hell are you even asking it? I don't get it. And it's just this weird little game that everybody plays. To and it's not even really. To get attention, it's it's to try to get. You're not trying to get confirmation. You're trying to get the exact opposite. But it's like, you just want to get affirmation from your partner that they are still still love you and attracted to you or yeah. something. But then the other thing you tend to see a lot is when somebody starts gaining weight, they don't believe that their partner's attracted to them, so the sex starts to decrease. Yeah. You know, and even medically, like for guys, the the more get weight you gain, the high, way higher chance of impotence you're going to have. Yes. Um, uh-huh. Just because of the the medical pieces of blood flow and and where, how your body is holding that weight and mm-hmm. it's cutting off blood flow to the area you need that blood to get to, mm-hmm. um, and so it can be problem problematic. Yeah. Um, and it can have this domino effect, and I think that. Sometimes you'll you'll have a partner that physically isn't happy with where they're at, and then it starts to affect you know their 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 mental process of themselves, and then it affects the sexual aspect, yeah. and then it takes a hit at their confidence and their self worth, and mm-hmm. and then it snowballs and becomes this big thing when your and your whole life yeah will go can go down the drain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know mine did. My whole life was completely different. Right. When I was overweight. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that I was depressed. Yeah. When, when I was overweight. I mean, and looking back now, mm-hmm. realizing, yeah, I I really was depressed. And I, I, I don't know if I ate being, you know, like, you know, people eat when they get depressed yeah. and stuff. Like, I don't think I did any of that stuff. But I definitely was depressed and not feeling good about myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and I think that all of that is, you know, I don't want to say it's a recipe for disaster, but, you know, there, there's one of those things where it can definitely cause some problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I get I, I get bothered sometimes when I, I see people, you know, talk about, you know, whether it's how much, you know, their children mean to them or their grandkids mean to them or whatever, fill in that blank of, of whoever your quote-unquote world is. Mm-hmm. And you're doing them such the disservice of not taking care of yourself to be there for them and with them as long as you can. Mm-hmm. You're not taking the daily steps necessary to just take care of yourself. Once again, I mean, we, we talked about, for at least for your partner, why, why would you not 
want to live the longest possible life. And and you you can sit there and and you can find dumbass articles online that tell you that beer is actually good for you, mm-hmm. that a oh, glass of wine a day is the best thing you can do, that oh cardio is actually really bad for you, and that well depriving yourself of chocolate actually does more harm than good. I mean, it, whatever stance you want to take to try to justify why you don't take care of yourself, you're going to find some kind of proof if you Google it. But the hard facts are obesity leads to so many problems, whether it's big ones like cancer and diabetes um, and heart disease and all the things that we've known about. And with the amount of information that's at our fingertips nowadays, you're not allowed to play ignorant anymore. You're not allowed to act, well, I, I didn't know that drinking a case of beer every day and, and having two bags of Funyuns was going to be bad for me. You should know that. You should know that going to McDonald's is bad. You yeah. should know that eating fast food is bad. There's not a good option. Mm-mm. And But we still want to kind of play this game like I didn't know. And I don't know what it will take if, if you've got to put a Surgeon General's warning on every Big Mac and every pack of fries or, or every you know cheese roll-up from Taco Bell or whatever it is to say, this will lead to heart disease or cancer or diabetes or... Yeah whatever other failure you're going to have in your life. Um, and, and we just tend to ignore it. And I don't know if people are like, well, one day I'll change. One day I'll fix it. Or, you know, and, and I mean, and we, we've been, we've seen people and, and we've been acquainted or known people that had really big scares and still didn't do anything to change what they needed to. Now, on the flip side, we have seen people that have had those scares and turned everything around mm-hmm. and tremendously changed their life because of it. Um, but you shouldn't have to wait for that scare. No, you, 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 you should know right now. The, the one thing that you are in 100% complete control of is everything you put in your mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is everything you put in your mouth. Whatever you eat or you drink, you are making the decision to do that. Mm-hmm. Unless you're behind bars or yeah. you know whatever other situation that would call for that, you are in 100% control of what you put in your body. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and and those are things that I just I just don't think people are registering or thinking about. And you know, as as I'm you know getting older and you know a couple of years into my forties now, and I'm I'm seeing people or hearing people or being acquainted with people or people I went to high school with posting about these medical issues that they're having at this age. And it's you know yes, I know that there are cases where. You can have that Lance Armstrong type of athlete that gets diagnosed with testicular brain and lung cancer all at once. But, you know, the big difference was it didn't kill somebody like Lance Armstrong. I think that even if you take care of yourself to the point, if you're going to have that horrible, unavoidable bad news or disease or whatever it hits, your body's going to be much stronger and resilient if you've taken care of it and you've, you've fed it the right way and you've treated it the right way than it would if you've neglected it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's another thing that people just don't think about. I know. And they, they take for granted, and and it just doesn't cross their mind for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I don't really know. You know, you, you hear when, you hear people say, well, when you, when you tell me that, you know, I, there's a problem with my weight or I need to lose weight, it just gives me anxiety and then I eat more. Yeah. So it's like, well, then you're not allowed to say anything at all. So what, what's the solution? Because you're not doing anything on your own uh-huh. and nobody else is allowed to say anything about it. So what, what do you, what, do do? You, what I mean, uh-huh. what is it? And, and that's where we resort to the, 
you know, we'll just leave everybody alone, and, and this doesn't mean this, and it doesn't mean that, and we just need to be accepting, and acceptance has nothing to do with it, you know. And, and unfortunately, like I said, people in those situations aren't going to realize how wrong they were until they die, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, and that's... Or that's they'll a, never realize it. Yeah, and that, that's a very unfortunate piece mm-hmm. um, that yeah. you can't really have an argument with. I know, yeah. I don't know. I'm glad that we... We have decided to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and coming from someone that had a mom pass away from breast cancer, right. I do want to take care of myself. And I want to be here and be able to to fight any type of disease. Yeah. So I can live a good long life with my husband. Right. Yep. Yeah, and, and I think that, you know, doing it for... It's kind of a mixed message because you hear people say, "Well, you shouldn't lose weight for anybody else. You should lose weight for you." I don't know who you're gaining weight for. I don't know who you're not taking care of yourself for because that's not for anybody else. That's one hundred percent for you. Uh-huh. And I think that taking care of yourself is one of the most selfish and selfless things you can do. Mm-hmm. Because yes, you're going to benefit from it, but the flip side is so is everybody else in your life. Um. And and people just need to remember that. I mean, I think that even I, I you know I don't personally through social media we've shared things of how we eat and what we do for exercise and things like that. But I know people will ask, well, I just don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and there, there's some very basic things that you just need to stop doing, and a lot of that is you know, we talked about beer. Mm-hmm. You quit you quit drinking beer if you can't go 30 days without alcohol. You need to have a different conversation with somebody else aside from a nutritionist yeah. on problems you have. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the the big the big what was it I came up with seven? Uh, yeah. I think I was like I think I was like oh I want to come up with seven because the seven deadly sins or something. Oh, that yeah, I've, yeah. Well, I've told people uh, before of what to do, but it was no no sweets or sugar. I mean, sugar processed sugars is like the worst thing you can put in your system, mm-hmm. uh, and artificial sweeteners. Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't you shouldn't be using Splenda in coffee. You should not be ever consuming diet coke and diet pepsis and diet dr peppers that's why we talked about the zevia stuff because none of that stuff is in there Uh those things have been clinically proven to cause cancer cells Mm -hmm. to grow and create all kinds of issues with people and actually people that drink diet coke tend to be way more obese than people that drink regular soda right yeah and i've heard that it causes cellulite too Mm -hmm. yeah there's nothing good about diet soda at all that's like going to the salad bar and piling on lettuce and then dumping two cups of ranch, ranch all over it. <laughs> you should have just got the cheeseburger. I know. At least you're going to get more protein out of it. Yeah, I know. Now, don't go out and start eating cheeseburgers. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but pe- people are very uneducated on, uh-huh. on simple things. So I yes. think that you cut out the sugars and the sweets. You know, No cakes, no, no sugars, no mm-hmm. sodas mm-hmm. is another one. I already said beer mm-hmm. or alcohol. Yeah. Um, like Bread. we said with this, yeah, bread's another big one. Mm-hmm. Chips. Chips. Mm-hmm. Is another one. Then, uh. <laughs> what were the other ones that I talked about before? Because I've had people ask me before, what are what are big ones to to cut out? Stay away from. Gosh. I mean, cook your own meals. Yeah. You should be eating meals. all your meals at home. Uh huh. Because you know exactly what goes into it. Mm-hmm. And. 
keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate it. Yeah. And if you're going to sign up for some weird program, look into it first before you do it. I mean, there's all these little things. And and like you said before, look at the people like that, you know, with the results. Yeah. Don't just believe a picture that they're promoting. Yeah. (laughs) Know someone. And if you see someone that has had success with losing weight, ask ask them them. what they did. Yeah. Yeah. And they will be more than happy to tell you what they did. Mm-hmm. Don't be embarrassed to do it. I don't know why people, like, it seems like they are embarrassed to ask. Right. And it's just, yeah, I, I'm more than welcome to tell anybody mm-hmm. what the heck Yeah, exactly. I did. I mean, we, exactly. We've tracked, we've tracked exactly the, all the routines you did, all the different types of foods and diets you did. I mean, we've, we've tried keto, we've tried carnivore, we've, we've tried all the fad diets that are out there, and, mm-hmm. and we don't mind telling anybody what works and what doesn't work and how to do what because they're the one of the problems i think people have is there's too much information out there there is way too much information out there i mean i I was just looking today at a routine that i was trying to do at the gym Uh and two credited people had a two completely different opinions of how to do Uh, one exercise yeah i know yeah and so it's it's hard to get good information which one do i do yeah which one are you supposed Uh, to do which one is going to fix this and work this way so uh there's there's too much information out there sometimes Mm -hmm. and so that's why i always just tell people keep it simple Mm -hmm. you know you you shouldn't you shouldn't be eating anything out of a can or a box or a bag Mm -hmm. yeah or well I, i would say like it's people eat frozen dinners and stuff like that. Like, That's a box. I know, yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> but, but like, I guess rice and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not even going to go into to all of the food stuff. Yeah. But, um, I mean, health and fitness is a, a big part of our lives. And why we, why we have a successful marriage and we encourage each other we motivate each other constantly and we we really do feel that you you need to get out there and get active Mm -hmm. and it'll improve tons of things in your life you're not gonna do it and be like oh i wish i wouldn't have done that that that's that's the biggest thing is Mm -hmm. there is no negative side no (laughs) there's no negative side to it no not at all maybe well just being sore (laughs) that's it or injured. I've been injured pretty oh, bad before. That's true. But, yeah. 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 But um, I think that that's a, a good ending to today's episode. Uh, again, as always, please like us on Facebook, follow mm-hmm. us on Instagram. Uh, and let us know is, is there any, you know, topics and stuff that you want us to talk about? Mm-hmm. Send us a message or text us or something. Yeah. And let us know what you guys want us to talk about. That would be um, pretty helpful, and you know, to hear yeah. what our, our yeah, we, audience. We don't wants we don't mind too. having a discussion over anything. Yeah. So. All right. Well, thanks um, for listening, and have a good week. Thanks.